When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, this is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Going to talk to you today <clears throat> about what happened in the Josh Jacobs situation. I'm also going to give you an update on what I'm hearing on Jimmy Garoppolo's health. <clears throat> Just give you kind of a, a broad overview of what's going on as the Raiders look to start training camp. Obviously, this weekend, the younger players will arrive, veterans on, on – uh, Monday and we'll get going. So we reported to you after the season that the Raiders would use the franchise tag if a long-term deal could not be established. And that's exactly what happened. Um, we also told you that both parties had commonality of interest. They wanted to keep the relationship going. The Raiders respect Josh. They love Josh. They don't just respect him. They love him. And Josh has great respect and love for the Raider organization and Dave and Josh. <clears throat> the problem was, where? how do you define a long-term deal? That is the, the biggest scenario involved, is how do you <clears throat> define what is a long-term deal? And so both parties knew what they wanted, what the juxtapose was. Um, the Raiders had made some uh, you know, initial headway, and then they made their final offer, I'm told, I've, I've heard, uh, I've heard late Friday night, early Saturday morning. So semantics. And it was a dual offer. It was, hey, we, we'd be willing to do this or we would be willing to do that. It was not um, what Josh Jacobs and his people uh, wanted. And so even though the deal was closed, I mean, Josh was in the parking lot uh, hanging out with Max Crosby at the signing deadline. And um, but they were not able to make it come together. They were not able to make it work. So as I have reported for months, uh, everything's kind of flown the way I thought it would flow. The way we told you it would flow, I thought it was a significant, a low percentage chance that a deal would get done, and it didn't. Um, all indications are that Josh uh, won't be there when training camp, but to you know, readers of us at uh, Raiders Today and, and people who listen to the podcast, that doesn't surprise any of you. That, that's not anything new to you. Uh, I've been telling you that. Um, but they fully expect him to be there when the season starts, to be there in Denver, and that he'll play under that franchise tag, which is just over $10 million. So that's where the situation sits. Now, fans are obviously allowed to do whatever they want, and I've never one time thought it was my job nor my purpose to tell you what to do. But what I will say to you is a lot of people were freaking out on social media. You know, I saw people texting at Josh, you know, this is what happened to Marcus Allen, you need to leave, whatever. 
and you're welcome to do whatever you want. However, I want to approach this from a little bit of a different angle. And I'm going to just give you a different perspective. The Raiders absolutely love Josh. <clears throat> but they are going to be here, Josh McDaniel and Dave Ziegler, and I know a lot of fans don't want to hear this, but they're going to be here long term. So they have to make business decisions. In the past, you saw the Raiders overpay people that they really liked. So let me give you an example. I was one who was tapping the brakes on Darren Waller and telling people, I'd be a little careful there. I'd be a little careful. Uh, and fans, you got to sign Darren. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Well, they sign him and you know, he wasn't healthy. He didn't produce. And he's in New York today. And you can really love players and, and love them as people and care about them. But Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler don't get that privilege. They're on a salary cap. And so they have to look and say, okay, if we pay this guy this, where are we taking the money from in our cap? And if we budget X amount of dollars for running backs and we feel like it with this amount of money, we can get a, pro a productive running game. And you have to remember, teams don't care if they do it by committee or an individual person. <clears throat> but when you put all your eggs in an individual person's basket, you're going to have to deal with injuries. You're going to have to deal with what happens, you know, whatever. What happens if there's an injury? What happens if they struggle for a reason? Whatever. And so the Raiders were different than the Raiders of the past. They were not willing to go above a certain place to pay. And, you know, do I think Josh was was uh, disappointed? Sure, I do. I think he wanted a long-term deal. And who blames him? I think we all want long-term deals. Me, you, Josh. So here's the situation. There is not going to be a long-term deal now till after the season if there's going to be one. If Josh Jacobs is going to play, he's going to play for the Raiders. He's going to get paid over $10 million to do it. So, again, Fully expect them. And again, this isn't Hondo opinion. It's what I'm gathering from everybody who's allowed us to be 100% accurate in this throughout the entire process. Um, fully expect him to be there the week of the Denver game. Um, could he come in earlier? Yeah, he could. I don't expect it. I think it would be a low percentage, but I do think he'll be there when the season starts. Um, I will um, address this a little bit more at a later date. Um, I want to make a few more phone calls and dig a little bit bigger and deeper maybe and find out some more information before I, I, I give all the details. But I want to reiterate this to you because I think it's important. Do I think there's frustration in Josh? He didn't get signed. Heck yes. Which of us wouldn't have been? Do I think there's frustration among the Raiders that a deal didn't get done? Yeah, I sure do. I absolutely do. And so both parties are frustrated because they want to be there together long term. So I don't think this is the end of the world. I mean, let's not pretend like Josh is going to come in and work on minimum wage. Let's not even pretend he's going to come in and play for three or four million dollars. He's going to get paid over $10 million. That's a lot of money. That's generational wealth in a one year deal. So, again, fans are welcome to think whatever they want. I don't think this has anything to do with the Marcus Allen situation. In fact, I think when people say, when I saw that on Twitter and then people were sending it to me, what do you think? I think it's ignorant. Um, I think it's ignorant. I think I think there was, uh, Al was frustrated with him. 
and uh, you can just sit here and, 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 and just sit for a while. And Al was willing to pay him to do it. So and that was Al's perspective. This There's no animosity here. There's no anger here. There's no hatred here. Uh, I think there's a lot of frustration. But again, fully expect them there by camp. So what happens is, and, and, and this is why I challenge you. And listen, I know I'm not the only source for really good Raider information. I get that. I'm stupid. And I think you should have other sources. But when you get outside noise, throwing flames, the Raiders are imploding. This is all their fault. I mean, and just stupidity. And you don't want your team to overpay for anybody. You want your, your team to keep the homegrown talent when they can. But this is why the National Football League is a business. Now, you've heard me say this many times. When I go to Allegiant Stadium or any stadium to cover a game, there's only one person at the stadium paying to be there. The payers get the players get paid, the owner gets paid, the management gets paid, the coaches get paid. The people selling hot dogs and popcorn get paid. The people selling souvenirs get paid. The people working the turnstiles get paid. <clears throat> the media, me, I get paid. The only one there not getting paid <clears throat> is the fans. So when you remind fans, excuse me, when you remind fans that it's a business, they get mad about that. And I understand that because their lens that they're looking at isn't through the lens of a business for everyone else it is. But it is a business. The Raiders showed fiscal restraint. You know, the same people who were screaming for a contract, regardless of what the numbers were, are the same people who would be screaming and yelling if Josh is sitting there in year four of a five-year guaranteed deal and not producing. I mean, here's the reality of the running back position is it is a position that the NFL has evolved to the place where they understand for 99% of the players, there's a short window of production before it falls off. Now let's use Amir Abdulik, for example, you know, he's not making Josh Jacobs money. But he's still in the league, even though his production is not what it used to be because he's a very productive player. He understands my value isn't where it was. And he's able to maintain a long time in the league. Josh Jacobs is a player that's going to maintain a long time in the league if that's what he desires. But you can't give that elite money to a player who's not there. Imagine if Amir Abdullah was making the money of a long-term deal. I mean, everybody would be outraged, called the worst signing in the world. And our Abdul is a good player. I think he's going to make this roster. But you, can't, you in a business, you can't put the value on a person, put a value, a value on the production and the position. And so I understand that doesn't make a lot of people happy. I know there's a lot of emotion because Josh is a fan favorite and should be. Great kid, great player. I, no doubts about any of that. But I also think as much as you appreciate and should, Josh, you've got to appreciate the people who are running your franchise now saying, listen, I'm not willing to get locked up into that kind of money. I know the Raiders were willing, very willing, to um, make some some uh, very um, generous offers, that, but there was going to have to be you know, goalposts, if we meet this crescendo, if we meet that crescendo, just because of the nature of the position, not Josh. Now, I also want to go back and remind people, and I don't mind being held accountable. 
I said last year they should not have picked up the fifth-year option. Josh's first three years, he was really good. Nobody's doubting that. He also took himself out of a lot of plays to get a breather. He was injured. I mean, let's remember last year was the year he never came out. And it also was a contract year. So that's something that the Raiders have to take into consideration. Now, do I think the Raiders will get Josh Jacobs best in 2023? Oh, yeah, I do. It's another contract year. And his pattern of production is, look at last year. Again, the first three years were good years. I don't think they were worth what the fifth-year option would have cost them. But year four was great. Now he's on the franchise tag. And if Josh chooses not to sign it, you need to understand, he's not going to play and he's not going to get paid. Josh doesn't have any leverage here. And so the Raiders knew what they were willing to do, were willing to make a couple of different offers. Hey, what about this? What about this? What about a straight contract? What about a straight contract? But with some incentives for more, that wasn't what Josh and his people wanted. And there's nothing wrong with that. They're not bad people. They made a business decision too. I've seen some people kind of go at Josh. Well, that's ridiculous. He's a businessman. His agents are business people. They made business decisions. But the fact is, in the current National Football League, with the lifespan of the majority of running backs, with what happens with a running back, you have to use extreme caution. Now, I was on a couple of national radio shows recently, and they asked me, what do you think the message is to running backs? Um, Play a different position. You know, the, the people aren't afraid of stepping up at other positions and giving that money. But getting that second long-term deal is difficult, and it's just the nature of the business. It's the nature of where the whole thing rests and reside, and it's where it's at right now. Now, one other thing I, I think that's very important to point out and, and to talk about is I don't think either party's wrong. Both parties have their interests, and both parties need to, need to negotiate this through. So I think people ripping Josh are ridiculous. And I think people ripping the Raiders are ridiculous. It's just a business decision that they're trying to come to. I mean, remember, there are very few Emmett Smiths. There are very few Barry Sanders. There are very few Walter Paytons. You know, there, there are very few running backs that stay productive over a long period of time. Now, we know there are guys who do do that. But it's so limited that people have to be extremely careful when you're running a franchise with a salary cap on how you invest. So again, just to recap it all super quick, nothing happened yesterday that my readers were not aware of and not prepared for. The the throwing the gasoline on the fire from some of the media was maybe national people who don't care. And they so they love to get Raider Nation because Raider Nation is so voluminous that they can go ahead and get you guys riled up and click, 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 click. But the reality was there was nothing there that surprised anyone. I think they, I think people were hopeful. Fans, Raiders, Josh, were hopeful that a deal could get done. I don't know that optimistic was the word, but I think there was hope. But just wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to be there. So that is the situation that they find themselves in today. There's not a lot of panic, not a lot of anger. Now, I'm going to tell you another thing. If I was Josh, I would sit out. Because Josh is in great shape. He's a hard worker. It's not like he's sitting at home eating bonbons and smoking palm oils. I mean, he he's working. He's in great shape. He's taking care of himself. So when he gets there, he's ready. He already knows the offense. 
he's ready. And I think this is good for Zamir White. I think this is good for um, several of the young running backs. They're going to get a lot of chances in preseason. I would caution people not to overreact, but let those young players get those reps. I'm going to be watching it very close. I'll be bringing you camp updates all the time, telling you what's going on in camp, giving you my analysis, my thoughts, where everything is. So just I would caution you then understand, do you want them under contract, a long-term contract? Yes. Should you be panicking? No, no panic at all. And I think there could be some upside for the organization. And I think there could be some upside for Josh. You know, I mean, he can go back to Alabama, go back to his home, go back to, you know, Oklahoma, wherever that may be, work out there. But Josh is the consummate professional. He'll be ready when he shows up. And I understand people wanted to get you all fired up. And they certainly did looking at social media. But I there was nothing to, the, to me that, I think anybody should be panicking upon that happened yesterday. Now, I want to turn my attention to Jimmy Garoppolo real quick. I have not been with Jimmy, but I can tell you this. I've spoke with multiple people who have, including his teammates. Um, there is no concern on anyone I'm talking to that Jimmy isn't going to be ready. He's going to be quarterback week one. And they are going to proceed very cautiously because he knows the offense and he know they know what he can do, so they're going to be super careful, and that's wise. That's smart, and they're going to be super super careful. But again, no one has even uh, and and let me just say, I talked to somebody this morning, and I uh, asked them. I said, you know, when have you been with Jimmy in the last week, or maybe it wasn't the last week. It was recently, I think, is the term they use. I apologize. I want to give you a hundred percent. Um, I said, what do you think? Zero worries. I said, okay. And there are people that have always given me great information. So I don't see any concerns. Tyree Wilson. Um, now I'm going to tell you this, every indication I'm getting is they're going to bring him back super slow, super, super slow. So I would not, now I'm not reporting this as factual. I just tell you, I wouldn't be surprised if you almost see a snail's pace through training camp. The more time he can get to heal, the better. They know what he can do physically. Um, he's doing everything that he can do to stay in shape. You know, there's some things maybe you hold a guy back from or whatever. But Tyree Wilson, um, I have not gotten any indication of concern, but I have gotten total indication of caution. They don't want to err on hurrying them back. If you can let them have more time, do it. Really, it's the same thing with Jimmy. But everything that I'm hearing from Jimmy, from people that are around him, is uh, he looks great, great shape. Uh, his teammates love him. He has really um, developed as a leader very quickly. They like him. They enjoy him. Um, not just the players, but some of the players' families, when they've had a chance to be around him, really enjoy him. So, again, with Tyree, I expect – Great caution because he's got a long career ahead of him. With Jimmy, I just ex expect caution, but that's just more of there's no reason to rush. And uh, with Josh, fully expect him back for week one. So that's the latest update. I know it may not be fancy with fireworks and a bunch of stuff like that or calling people idiots or names or calling people out, but it's important that everyone else remember for the fans it's not a business. But I do think it's also important for fans to remember it's a business. 
And so do I expect Josh to show up? Yes. But again, long-term deal would have to be something possibly after the year. Now, lastly on Josh, do I think at the end of the year, there would be a long-term one? I'm optimistic for that. And I'm going to tell you why. If he has a year like he did last year, the Raiders are going to continue to want to have him for a long-term deal. I think that a year later, we're going to see the quarterback market make some adjustments and we'll probably know a little bit more um, of what his value is. And then I think that there's a better possibility. Now, if he comes in and has a year where he's injured or he comes in and has a year where, you know, he's, he's having to take himself out a little bit more and the numbers aren't there, then I think the Raiders are like, and if the numbers are there, I think Josh shows up and says, show me the money. And so, again, optimistic that there would be a contract for 2024, but it's all going to depend on the outcome of 2023 and personal production. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. We're just days away from training camp, ready to hit it and get going. Make sure you keep it tuned to Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. We love you guys at Raiders Today, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Keep checking us out. We appreciate you all. Hope that was an update that you appreciated, and I hope it was helpful to you. Thanks. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network.